0: with Jesus is so important I didn't know that you could get married and just have a whole lot Uh of dang fun when you nurture your marriage the butterflies they come back men are designed to be givers and women are designed to receive the woman was the creation finale hey welcome back Terry Bonin here I'm so glad you're here today we're talking about being an encouragement to our husbands stick with me Stick with me. It doesn't matter what version of a Christian you are. Maybe you are a an independent, fundamental, King James-only version. Maybe you're a pew-jumping Pentecostal. Maybe you're a casserole carrying Baptist, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's the Bible that unites us, and that is the one thing that matters. It doesn't matter if you wear makeup or cut your hair or not. Let's look at the Word of God to get our information on how we should live on a daily basis. And don't take my word for it. Like I could totally lead you astray, <laughs> okay? So don't give me that much responsibility. I want you to get into the word and check it out for yourself. Today's topic isn't necessarily popular, even in Christian circles. So I realize I could lose half half of you and I might just be talking to my mom by the end of that. And that's totally fine. Love you, mom. Thanks for sticking with me no matter what. I'm talking about the Christian doctrine on marriage. It's not popular. Here we go. I'm just going to bullet point it, and then we're going to get into how we can be an encouragement. Marriage is for life. Till death do us part. We made a vow before God, if you're a believer. One man for one woman. The two shall become one. Only one head. The two shall become one, but only one head. And then the S word. Yes the S word, I'm bringing that up. The dirty word, submission. But I'm gonna change your mind on it. I'm gonna change the way you think about it. So stick with me on this. And I don't want you to be afraid of it and I don't want you to hate it, okay? Because first of all, let's let's determine who we are, okay? So God created the heavens and the earth. Like he tossed the birds in the air He flung the fish into the sea, he made all the cattle and all the animals and all the bushes and he made everything and he made Adam and he's like, okay, so pick one. And I was like, well, I don't see anyone suitable for me. And he's like, okay. God said, close your eyes. You're going to like this. And God didn't just say, close your eyes. God said, you know what? You might pass out. So, I mean, that's my version, why don't you lay down, (laughs) lay down and close your eyes. Ladies, we, the woman, was the creation finale. Hello. Okay, like what happens at the end of the show? It's the finale, okay? So I'm not saying we're better than men. I'm not saying we're better than anything, but God did save woman for last, and I think that's pretty special. And we were created with a unique purpose, and he has so many good things for us. When he put the yellow triangle in our hand, that says yield submission, it's not a punishment and it's not because we're lesser, it's just an instruction. So here is a visual example that hopefully will stick with you so that you will stop hating the word and thinking it's a dirty word, okay? You have two lanes of traffic. You've got the left lane and the right lane and they have got to come together into one lane, okay? The right lane yields. Okay, there's a yield sign so that the cars don't crash together. If the right lane doesn't yield, they're going to crash, okay? Let me ask you, the left lane, is that car better? Is that car smarter? Is that car faster? Is that car stronger? Is that car superior? Because it's in the left lane and it's not yielding? No, it's just instruction so that they can get in single file line and they don't have a big explosion. Now, the car in the yield lane, in the right lane, could definitely, she could roll her window down, stick her head out, flutter her eyelashes, and say, let me go first. I wanna go in front of you. And the car in left lane could be, okay, sure. You know, okay, I'm gonna, you go. But in the long run, if that happens in a marriage, you know, because it's going the marriage, um, there will be like, resentment you'll be like why did you let me go first because what happens when you yield and the car goes in front of you if there's any debris if there's going to be a crash if anything's going to go wrong who's going to catch it (laughs) the car in the front okay so I look at it as you know protection and it's a beautiful thing it's not a lesser thing it's a beautiful protective thing when we get in front of our husbands and we we kind of put ourselves in the way of the debris and then we end up like why didn't Why didn't you protect us? Now, when God handed us a yield sign, do you think that he knew your husband was gonna make some mistakes? Yeah, he did. He's God. Not one of us has a, a perfect husband. Not one of us is perfect ourselves. So we can't expect our husbands to be perfect. But when we were handed the yield sign, it's not because, well, he's gonna do everything right. This is just an instruction, the end, an instruction. Are we going to take God at his word? Are we gonna look at scripture for instruction or not? So that's how I want you to look at it. It is not a, a lesser, a greater, lesser thing. It's simply an instruction to keep you from crashing. Um, so cling to the word of God, like your life depends on it. In my, that's what I do. I'm like, you know what? My husband's gonna make a mistake. Lord, um, like he's he's headed for this, and he's not taking my counsel. This is an example, and um, but you're telling me that you know when two when it's 50-50, and you both make a vote, who's the tiebreaker? Well, according to the yield sign, he gets like 51%. Okay, so who's the great? Who gets the greater responsibility before God? He does. But if we take over, then. Okay, so kind of make a mess of it. You don't want to get yourself into a little marriage crash. So um, we've all messed that up at different times. Definitely guilty of that, 100%. We've got these womanly wiles where we can, you know, lead our husbands astray or get in front of them or whatever. But it's not, okay, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Because that could be a course in itself. Okay, marriage doctrine. Monogamy, sex for The purpose of the union, never for the pleasure of one. That abolishes so much, Um, porn and self-pleasure from a Christian relationship. There's so much to be said on that topic that I wrote a little book and I opened up a Facebook group. So if you want Christian encouragement in the area of um, sex with your husband, um, go to Drops of Pleasure, ask to join the group. It's only for women or grab my book. It'll be in the show notes. So remember, God is not the God of confusion, but the God of peace. So when you are building your marriage and you're looking at some of these things in scripture and like, this isn't what all my friends are doing, or this isn't what I've heard growing up, or this isn't the way I've seen anybody else do it. God's not a God of confusion, and he's just such a good God with great gifts. And anytime he gives us an instruction, it's um, it's to bless us and protect us. Women who did this well, women who... um, were wonderful helpers and supporters to their husband that have encouraged me are from literature. There are a lot of women who are alive today, but I'm just going to give you a couple of that I've gotten from books. Um Catherine Marshall. I love Catherine Marshall and she has written dozens of books and I do recommend her. She was the late wife of Peter Marshall, who was the Senate chaplain. And so he had a church where all of the senators and the president attended, and so he was in high demand, um, constantly speaking, constantly doing meetings and lunch meetings, and a lot of influence on high-profile people in the government. And Catherine was an extreme introvert, incredibly intellectual woman. She was a very much behind-the-scenes woman, but she supported her husband so well by making his life and his job a little bit easier by Um, she would find quotes and send him quotes and find um, article clippings and stories and she would pass him stories, notes, and quotes so that in his speaking engagements, because when someone has to speak over and over and over, a lot of research goes into um, that type of career. And she would make his life a little bit easier so that When he was at home, he wasn't always having to be in the books and researching, but he could spend more time with Catherine and her son. So that is the way that she supported him and helped him. It was a very behind the scenes thing, but it blessed her husband and it blessed everyone he spoke to and it blessed her family in turn. Well, um, little side story, he ended up having a heart attack at 46, suddenly left the earth, went to be with Jesus, and um, all that work that she'd been doing writing and researching um became her career and she became a new york Times bestseller like overnight she did not want that and was not expecting it but that's the way the lord had it ordained for her life and that's the way she went on to pay her bills but she was her life is a great encouragement to me and i do recommend her books they have greatly impacted my life and then another one that i also recommended last in my last episode on mindset was Ruth Bell Graham. She also, her husband was also gone a lot speaking and she too considered his career. She considered what he was doing while he was away and she found stories and quotes and clippings and would send them to him to make his job on the road a little bit easier so he too, when he was home, could be more present in mind. And so she and the kids were more blessed because she supported him so well in that you think, Okay, well, that just sounds like an old-fashioned marriage and that's just what no, I am today's woman and I have a career and you know, he needs to be helping me because I got the kids and I got the job and I got the all the things and you know, maybe that's how you're feeling and that's what you're thinking and I get that. When we had a bunch of little kids and we've always had a bunch of little kids, it seems like um I, and I was new at it. I was just wow. Quickly overwhelmed because I never babysat didn't really know what I was doing. Oh my goodness I was a mess just a mess Let me tell you like we had kids fast and I was losing the kids and locking them in the car and Locking my keys in the car. I mean like my poor husband like I would call him at work or text him or whatever all day Honey, I've lost Madeline. Honey, I've locked Madeline in the car. Honey, you know, whatever the kitchen's on fire and um, I realized at one point, okay, so I'm probably not being a very good, supportive wife to him. Like, I mean, like, I've it was all towards me. I need you to help me. I can't do this. This is too much. My life, our, our life is growing so big at home. Can you just quit your job and come home and help me? You know, that's sort of how I felt and definitely how I was acting. And I realized, you know, I should probably only send him encouraging texts because, like, how can he um, do a good root canal when? you know, he's worried about the kitchen being on fire or the kid that I just locked in the car. Um, so um, yeah, you can, you can, t- what does your husband do for a living? <laughs> Consider what he does for a living and how you can support him. Maybe you're like me and you're SOSing all day, thinking help, or I've seen women do this. Um, you know, the husband's gone all day and she's home and he walks through the door and she's like, here's the children, you know, ah, it's been, a- really rough day here it's your turn take them well first of all go back to the last episode on mindset because that's not the right mindset to have and it's not supporting your marriage or your family it's going to benefit you more if like you think how can i you know how can i want him to have a soft place to land okay so am i just giving you old-fashioned advice or am I giving you scriptural advice? I'm glad you asked. Scripture says, he who refreshes others, will he himself be refreshed? When I was that young, crazy, out of control mom, where, I mean, goodness gracious, it's a miracle I still have all of my children. I found that scripture and it like jumped off the page at me and I thought, okay, I need refreshment so badly that I better start refreshing other people right now. I'm like, okay, kids, get in the car. We're gonna go weed somebody's yard. I mean, like, okay, who are we gonna write a note to? We're writing a letter of, you know, encouragement to somebody today. And I just started looking for people. Who can I refresh? You know, how can I make my husband's life better? And I turned it outwards, like, I need this so bad (laughs) that I'm gonna give it, because scripture also says, you know, give and it shall be given to you. And I knew that I needed refreshment. So if you're like, well, I need him to help me. I need him to, it, me, 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 me. When we're fighting for our rights and fighting for our, our own um, support, we never get enough. It's never gonna be enough. We're never gonna feel satisfied. But when we turn it and we try to live it out scripturally, you will find yourself filled up. But how are ways that we can support our husbands? One way that my husband's, um, one of his uh, love languages is gifts. He loves To receive gifts and so I studied that like what does that look like cuz I'm that's not one of my love languages and so like I you know when your quality time or physical touch or something and it's not gifts and somebody gives you a gift it doesn't speak to you and it's also hard to do it I mean I'm not in the past I have not been a very good gift giver trying to get better so I studied how can I be a good gift giver to my husband well believe it or not doing little things like he, um, he doesn't necessarily stop for lunch during the day, like take a lunch break, but he loves when I make him a little um, box full of healthy snacks because he will snack his way through the day. And um, he's super health conscious and he wants to keep his blood sugar balanced and he, you know, all of those things. So when I provide him raw nuts and little turkey roll ups and um, cut up red and yellow, orange bell peppers and that type of thing. To him, that's a gift and I'm supporting him and it just does so much for his soul and for our relationship such an easy thing to do right so i can support him by understanding that his stresses are different and i don't really have to understand his stresses i don't have to understand everything about the intricacies of dentistry but i can be a listening ear i can be i can i can just be there for him and understand that he does have stress and when he comes home i don't need to bombard him with everything that was hard during the day because that's not supporting our marriage or him well at all i can support my husband and our marriage by being wise with our finances now i really hate this one <laughs> um i you know it's just more fun to spend money right um and to spend money without thinking about it but it does take a load off a husband's shoulders when he knows that he can trust his wife um, we have household budgets. We women do. We're the gatekeepers. We, we buy what comes into the house. We buy the food. We typically buy the furniture and the decorations and those types of things. So we get to determine how much we're spending on things. And um, and if we're wise and prudent, that is a way to support and bless our husbands. Right. Just reading a story. So this story was a story inside of a story. It's a book, full of stories. Okay. Homeschool mom here. (laughs) I heard so many stories. I can't remember. If this story rings a bell with you and you know who it is, could you please message me and tell me? The actual story has stayed with me, but the names and the title are gone. They're just forever gone. But um, there was this couple, and they were poor, and this was like in the 1800s, and they lived in the country, and um, the woman um, managed the household. You know, she had chickens and cows and a little garden and those things, and the husband did what he could, um, but for years, you know, he did what he could to help and to provide for the family, but it was never a lot. They were never in abundance. Well, he lost his job. He ended up losing his job at a really bad time in life, like too like too close to retirement to recover type thing and start a new career and he was despondent he was so down and depressed but he had married a wonderful woman and all through the years they'd been married like 30 40 years she'd taken a little bit of her household budget and um she'd put it aside in a little drawer every single week and she would take eggs and she would sell them and she'd put that money aside and she was preparing um, for their future she was preparing for a time when her husband wouldn't would hopefully be able to come home and do some things that were part of his passion projects that he had on his heart she knew that he wanted to write a book but he was always so busy providing for the family outside with his trade well when he lost his job he was like I don't know how we're gonna recover and I will definitely never be able to write this book now. And she was able to go into that little drawer and pull out that money and say, honey, I've saved this. You can, you can stay and write your book in peace and not worry, we will be provided for for the next, it was a very long amount of time, and wow! I mean, talk about an incredible supportive wife, and her um, her character not only blessed her husband and her family, but everybody that his book blessed. It reached that far. So, when we support our husbands, we are supporting um, we are supporting so many other people. Okay, so there's another story, and um, I have to tell you this couple, this novelist, he and his wife were on the brink of a divorce. They just absolutely could not see eye to eye on um, anything, but they loved each other. They got married and they, um, you know, when you get married, you marry somebody because you love them and you wanna spend time with them and you get along and you like conversations, you like spending time. Well, little irritations on a daily basis if they're not taken care of over time can become giant brick walls and separate a, a couple from each other. So that had happened and they were not communicating and they were not getting along and they did not have a love relationship anymore and they did not enjoy being together, but they both missed it, but neither one of them knew how to tear that brick wall down. Well, one day he was in the shower and he just broke down. Just, he's just like, I just want my marriage back. I just want the woman I married back. And it hit him. He said, I cannot change her, but I can change myself. And so he said, um, I am going to, ask her what is one thing that I can do for you today that would make your day better and so the next morning he got up and he knew he had a busy day at work um, but he said wife <laughs> I can't remember her name um what is one thing that I can do to make your day better and she was like huh you know what do you want and she she knew he had a busy day at work but she was gonna test him and she said okay clean the garage well In spite of his busy day and after his busy day, he cleaned the garage. Well, the next day he was like, what is one thing I can do to make your day better? And she's like, hmm, okay, clean the kitchen. So he cleaned the kitchen and he didn't clean it with, you know, a bad attitude. He cleaned it with a happy heart, like as, you know, with kindness in his heart, with his, the authenticity of, you know, I I want our relationship to be healed. And then the next day he gets up and he was like, What is one thing I can do to make your day better? And she said, Ah, oh, I should be asking you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And it just it just broke her. She broke down and it just pulled that wall down. Um, he was no longer fighting for her rights for her to support him, and she and it when he stopped, she stopped. Once somebody has to be the first person, right? He who um, refreshes others, will he himself be refreshed? In this case, the husband chose to refresh the wife and they were both blessed. So I encourage you today, maybe ask that question to your husband. What is one thing that I can do to make your day better? And I promise you, friend, it will come back to you. It will come back and you will be blessed and y'all will be blessed and your family will be blessed. So, okay, y'all have a wonderful day. I'm living okay so for Christmas I gave my husband okay we call this a boat tire so before I tell you what I gave him I have to explain why I'm calling it a boat tire so he has this uncle who had a boat and his uncle's wife hated the boat hated the boat but his wife's birthday was coming up and he needed a tire for his boat and this poor man made the terrible decision to give his wife a boat tire for her birthday (laughs) anyway yeah he was her birthday he needed a boat tire he got she got the boat tire so anytime we give a gift that we actually want ourselves we call it a boat tire so I gave my husband a boat tire in his stocking and this is what it was um it was a head scratcher so this thing it sits on top of your head and has like 20 or 30 prongs and it goes over your scalp and I promise you're gonna get chills It goes down and scratches your entire scalp and then back up and i did a I bought two and this is something we do at night now before bed it's part of our routine we um just take turns scratching each other's scalp it feels so good and also if you read to your kids this can be like okay use. You, if you'll scratch my scalp i'll read you a story <laughs> you know you want you're gonna fall in love with this it is amazing so go check it out in the notes Thank you for joining me, my friend, and meet me back here next week in this space. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm Terry Bonin on Instagram, I'm Terry Bonin on Facebook, and I'm Terry Bonin on Spotify. (laughs) I happen to be me everywhere I go, and that's a good thing.